everybody. Welcome back to the Asking for a Friend podcast. I'm your host, William Colley, and I'm joined by your lead pastor, Benjamin Kempfer. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. We want to say what's up to everybody post-Hurricane Michael. When we uh, recorded last week, it was on the eve of the apocalypse that came, and we hope everybody is safe and we hope that everybody has power, although I guess depending on where you live, yeah. uh, perhaps you do, perhaps you don't, perhaps you don't even have a house right now. So uh, prayer request. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've uh, been finding ways to help people out uh, that have been affected by the hurricane. And hopefully you guys, all of you guys made it out safe. And uh, we're glad to be back here and to have some AC. Yeah, man. Excited about answering these questions. We've got one more week left in this series. It's going to be a really, uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful one. Uh, and the reason I say that is because this upcoming week, uh, so many of the questions are, how do I do this, relationship skills, things like that. Yeah. Um, and so this week we thought, that, man, the best thing that we could probably spend a Sunday talking about um, is how to stay in love. You only hmm. need a pulse to fall in love. Um, but the really difficult part is, so you're in love. How do you stay in love um, and hopefully stay in love forever? Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's uh, I think all of us want long marriages, so let's uh, that's the goal. Let's hope we can uh, we can all accomplish that. All right, let's jump in for today. Um, I like this first question. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Um, it's it's a little question's a little lengthy, but I'll I'll read through it. Um, I love learning about how husbands can love and serve their wives and other women well, which is what we talked about um, this past Sunday. Yep. Can you talk a little more about how and in what ways wives are called to love and serve their husbands or just women loving and serving men as well? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, so there's, I guess, two answers to this. And the, the reality behind it is some of it's guy-specific, right? So <clears throat> how I would like to be served perhaps is different than how you would like to be served. Um, in terms of just like, how can my wife functionally serve me? Um, but I think the, the, the principle, um, in this is actually in Ephesians five. So Ephesians five, we talked a lot about, about husbands loving their wives and whatnot. Um, Paul actually summarizes this kind of at the end of Ephesians five, the last verse, verse 33, he says, however, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Hmm. Um, the importance of that is, I think one of the biggest ways, besides, you know, I'm, I'm tired, man, and my wife um, might do something. She might say, gosh, you you worked a really long day. Can I, you know, get you a, um, a glass of ice water, you know, because we're Christians and we don't drink anything besides that. Um, <laughs> bubbling, but, bubbling water, LaCroix. Bubbling water, LaCroix. LaCroix is for la boys. Um, but <laughs> anyways, the point is, is I think, I think the greatest thing that a, uh, wife or a girlfriend can do from a husband's perspective um, is have a genuine level of respect and trust with me. I can say hmm. that for for me, right, we're going to serve each other on the day to day. But to me, what what speaks the most clearly and the loudest that Lindsay can do is when she says, you know what, I trust you. You know, when we were looking to buy a house and trying to think through it and the implications and what we could afford and things like that, um, when she would say, you know, hey, at the end of the day, like, I respect you a lot. I respect the way that you think. I know that you're going to not put our family in a bad situation. I know you're going to pray through this. Um, and so I have enough respect to where I just, I, I genuinely trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason that's important is because right now in the world, there's a narrative that's bought into about guys. If you think about it, the narrative about guys is the sitcom dad, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the sitcom dad is the guy who um, doesn't have much drive, doesn't have much ambition. Uh, he is sitting on the couch, pretty much checked out with the kids. Mom's running around doing everything, doing all this stuff. And he's just, oh, and he's got his backwards hat on watching the game with his, <laughs> with his fellas. Um, now, again, we talked about last week. That's the opposite of what an actual biblical man is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the outcome of that, and again, a lot of this rise or dies on the guys, um, but there's that narrative of the guy. And so there's just not a level, a little, a lot of respect and there's not a level of respect because the guys aren't very respectable. Um, but when a guy is doing that, when they're being diligent, when they're loving, when they're serving, when they're ambitious, when there's drive, when they're loving their kids, loving their wives, doing all the things to serve them is for wives, uh, to just have this genuine level of respect. And I would say that's even a good grid. If you're dating and you're sitting there saying, you know, is this a guy I want to marry? How much, how much do you really not? How cute is he? Not how awesome is he or does he, you know, get all the, the, you know, the emotions of flowing, but like, do you genuinely respect this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to the next question, how do you know if you should do, if you should be in a long distance relationship? Um, so you're probably going to be a better answer than I am on this one because <laughs> you were actually in a successful long distance relationship. One is there's, you, you have to define that, right? It's difference. There's a difference in. I live in California and you live in Florida, then I live in Tallahassee and you live in Gainesville. Yeah. So you should not date anybody from Gainesville just as like a heads up. <laughs> just kidding. But big difference between that long distance. There's a difference in they're going to school there for the next year because they've got something going on. I'm living here and there's an end to it. Um, and we're just living in different places in perpetuity. Uh, but what I would uh, probably only advice I can really offer in this. And again, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, is not, is this person worth it? What I, what I find is that people oftentimes say long distance, gosh, I don't know if I want to do long distance. And you feel like you have to put a valuation on the person that you're dating, you know, so they're just not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's kind of mm-hmm. how we, we say that. Um, what I would think more so you always feel terrible putting a value on a person. So sure. I would think this question is a better question. With what God has called me to do in this season of life, is pursuing this long-distance relationship feasible, taking an honest assessment of what it would take to make this successful? So if what it takes to make, to make it successful is that they live four hours away and every other weekend one of you guys is going to drive to the other person's city so you can spend time together. Yeah. Is that feasible if you're in med school? Probably not. Yeah. So I would say, you know, it first is calling and then that person, you know, comes in alignment with that. Um, so I would just take an honest assessment and say, not is this person worth it, but is pursuing long distance feasible? But I understand, I'm interested to hear from you. What are tips? Because you and Jewel, if, if you guys don't know the backstory behind William and Jewel, um, they started dating while William was in Bible college in California, California and yeah. she was in Florida, but apparently it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming up uh, December 19th, nine years of marriage. So hey, um, shout out. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think it's a good question. And, and I get this question a lot, um, especially people knowing that we had a long distance relationship. And I, I like the point of, man, whatever God's called you to, like, that's the most important, you know, remembering that. And I know for us, um, we were long distance for a little over two years. Um, we saw each other once a semester. Um, I would come home in the summers and Christmas break and she would come out, um, like once in the fall and once in the spring. And so it, I don't know, like looking back, 
Um, it was very, very doable. Like in the middle of it, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> right. Um, but I think probably I always tell people it's a make or break time. You know, it's uh, it's um, it's really a, an opportunity for you to um, learn to communicate and learn to love somebody um, and to show that you care about somebody um, outside of just the physical. Yeah. Um, and so that was huge for us because. Um, physically we weren't together very much. We, um, you know, this is pre FaceTime and all that yeah, stuff. Skype dates. Yeah. That, that wasn't a thing. And, um, we were three hours time difference too. Um, so there was a element of, uh, that's why I like the point of, you know, Hey, what's God called you to do? Cause there's an element of sacrifice, you know, whether oh, yeah. it's her staying up late. And if, when we do get a chance to talk on the phone or me having to, you know, maybe talk when, you know, a bunch of friends were hanging out or something like that. So, um, just because of the time difference. So, um, as far as like tips to make it successful, I mean, man, you gotta, it's a sacrifice. So you gotta be willing to make that sacrifice. Um, and you gotta, you gotta be willing to work on your communication skills. So, um, are you, are you communicating well? Are you, um, and, and showing somebody that you care about them outside of just physical. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think alongside of that, it's, it, it helps you to know, is this something I still want to pursue? You know, it's easy sometimes to maintain sure. a relationship that you're, you know, you like, and, but you're not sure about. And like you said, it's kind of make or break. So yeah. sometimes it's, it's just taking honest assessments and saying, okay, I'm in, or I'm not in. And, and people sometimes feel like if I'm not in, they're a bad person. That's evil. I'd say, man, that's, that's great that you determine that that's not. It's in fact, being honest about that is a really loving thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, for us, like I had no intention of coming back to Tallahassee at the time. You really? Know? So yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so I was, I didn't actually, after I graduated Bible college, I was looking for jobs in like Orlando and Dude, you were not an Orlando guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> the Knowles brought me back there you you know? and, and Jewel and Jewel. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on, um, Question number three, how can I not become intimidated, insecure by my partner's past struggles with lust and purity? So I think this is a great question. Um, I think it's something we've all, uh, a lot of us have struggled with one way or another, whether it be, um, you know, uh, lust purity before somebody was a Christian and now you're dating now or things that uh, maybe they're struggling with now. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I actually talked with uh, Lindsay about this because one, just how she and I navigate this, but also um, her as she is a therapist, she has um, dealt with lots of clients who have dealt with this, you know, gosh, my partner's got this past um, and I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop comparing myself. There's this feeling of insecurity. Uh, So let me answer it a couple of ways. One is just for Lindsay and I, how we how we basically have a system set up um, to where I think the biggest the biggest insecurity part of it's this insecurity of the past mm-hmm. right um, in comparing myself but a big part of it too is especially when it comes to purity is this still going on and I think that's for a lot of folks the biggest point of insecurity mm-hmm. yeah. is this person you know if if I'm thinking typical there's a girl that's dating a guy, the guy has struggled with pornography mm-hmm. and she has this feeling of, I, I just don't know. Um, so for Lindsay and I, um, one, she's not my accountability partner. Yeah. Um, but 
the subject is also not unapproachable. For sure. So William and I meet every Friday morning, and we talk life. We talk accountability. Lindsay knows that. Lindsay knows that there's going to be someone who um, I will confess that to if that's a problem. She knows there's a person who's going to be asking me questions. That just Not just in that, but overall life things, struggles, issues, um, yeah. my personal devotion time, all that. Now, at the same time, I have that accountability, and she knows that, that, that there's that accountability. She also knows that that subject isn't unapproachable. So just on a purely transparent basis, yeah. at least once a year, Lindsay asked me, hey, have you looked at porn at all? Have you struggled with that? And it's not like a, hmm. I've been seeing some stuff, I've been thinking, I've been wondering. Yeah. But for us, that's not an unapproachable subject. Now, again, it would not be healthy for her to be my, my point of um, accountability, even though yeah. that's not currently you know a struggle for me. But that would not be a point that, like, if it was, it would be healthy for that. But we don't want to create a subject that's unapproachable. So I say communication is, is critical. Yeah. Does the person that you're with currently have, have accountability and don't make that subject unapproachable with them because I find a lot of people it's, sure. it's a steer clear type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other two things are in, in terms of feeling intimidated or insecure about that. Uh, one is to know that if you are with that person, they chose you. So let's say your problem is this person has had um, a past and it's, you know, they've, they've been with other partners before and things like that. And, you know, you, you guys are waiting until marriage, but you just don't know. And it's, you know, kind of this point of insecurity. Well, they chose you. You know, there is value mm-hmm. that you have in that, 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 that of all the people that are in the world, all the people that they could have dated, they chose you. And so it would feel, um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, man, well, you won the game, so who cares about who got a first down or not? You know, you, <laughs> you kind of won the, the whole goal towards marriage. Um, and the other, part, the other part of it is, man, you should – you're valued. Like, if, if whether you're a guy or a girl, like, you have worth, you have value, mm-hmm. and you need to know that. And if you're – and I would say this as the last caveat. If you're comparing yourself to a computer screen, you're comparing yourself to something that's not real, and that's not really a competition. Mm. Um this would be like me waking up in the morning and looking at myself in the mirror and comparing it to someone who went on Instagram, took a hundred different pictures, picked the best one with the best lighting, and then took it and photoshopped it and facetuned it. <laughs> right? I wouldn't be like, "Oh my gosh, how do I compete with that?" It's yeah. like, well, no, of course, this dude's like he does nothing but sell like protein shakes and herbal tea <laughs> and works out all day, and then. Photoshop's crap. So yeah. anyway, so I would say, you know, don't compare yourself to something that's there, that, that, that isn't real basically. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. I think, um, I think the, the struggle is real <laughs> yeah. as the kids would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, uh, I think it just takes time too. you know, when, if somebody's confessing their past, you mm-hmm. know, and confessing the, that's hard to hear, you know, I think it's important oh, yeah. to, to communicate those things and to have those conversations. But, um, you know, that it just takes time and, and you got to build that trust, you mm-hmm. know, with that person. So, yeah. and, and to be able to be open and honest about that, I think those are good. Um, all right. Last question. We only got a couple minutes here, um, but uh, it's kind of connected. But um, the next one is how do I handle being jealous and distrustful or distrustful for no real reason in my next relationship? This is a wonderful question. And let me tell you why I think this is probably my favorite question out of all these questions. This, this comes from a deeper root. So if I already know that I'm going to have a problem with trust 
and jealousy mm-hmm. before I'm even in the relationship. What that means is, then that's a great analysis to know that there's a, basically there's a deeper root to this. Yeah. Um, what I find is that a lot of times someone will have that, they'll know that they have that tendency and they'll try to just deal with it. Oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to trust. I'm going to choose to trust. And, and yeah. to a degree that that's true. Um, but this isn't something that I think you really try to handle on your own because there are deeper roots and we're difficult. We have a difficult time unearthing those. Yeah. Probably what's happened is there's some kind of a past. There's some kind of a hurt. There's some kind of a baggage that you're mm-hmm. carrying and you need someone to help you sift through that baggage and to deal with that. You need to process it. You need to really work on whatever it is to become really full and healthy. Cause the sure. truth is no matter who you date and how trustworthy and how character filled and integrity and how much integrity they have, um, the problem isn't with them. The problem is you've been hurt and that doesn't mean that you're damaged or anything like that. It just means, man, if I got a car, right. And whether someone ran into me on purpose or backed into me on accident, I still got a dent in my door and I need someone to help me take that dent out of the door. And so I would say if, if this is you and you know, you have a problem with this, you're not a bad person, but I would absolutely say sift through this and let me be clear with a mental health professional. Yeah. I think your relationship is so important. You need to sift through this type of thing because this will absolutely affect your next relationship. And there is, there is no reason to let your previous boyfriend or girlfriend damage your future boyfriend or girlfriend. They don't need to pay the price for the mistakes that the person that you used to date Mm. or used to be married to perhaps had in the past. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's always a, it's always difficult, but it's so important no matter where we are, whether we're married, dating, engaged, um, divorced, whatever it is, just to be working on ourselves, you know, and be working on, um, how we can learn to trust more (laughs) and to trust people better. Um, and to be more like Jesus in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that's great. So that concludes uh, today's episode of Asking for a Friend. As always, we would love for you guys to um, rate us on iTunes. Um, it just helps get the word out. Um, and uh, next week, I think, is our last week of this episode or this season. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll we'll put on something on Facebook or on, on Insta some point soon and say, hey, do you guys want to keep this rolling or not? But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll plan, I guess, and strategize We'll, we'll pull the fans. There you go. So awesome. Well, we'll see you guys on Sunday. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Hey, love you guys. Hope all is well and you are safe. We'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Peace.